Hey everybody, on today's podcast, I'm going to kind of tell you how I got started and kind of what I think about this whole overlanding thing. Hey everybody, thanks for listening. This is Michael Hyden with All Over Overland Podcast. And uh, we're just kind of going to talk about kind of what we're thinking and what's going on with uh, with overlanding. And, and I'm going to kind of tell you a little bit more about, about maybe my story or my thought process on how I got to this point, you know, doing a podcast, a, a YouTube channel, having an Instagram, and, and then now having the overlandradio.com thing going on. So I've always... I've always done kind of my own thing. Um, growing up, I was always I was always the kid that was okay playing by himself. Um, wild imagination. Um, I loved being outside. We would go camping as a family, like to the lake, and I enjoy those moments. And then whenever I think back about my childhood, you know, a lot of the things that I think back to have to deal around camping out around the lake. And, you know, as I got older, I realized that some of those things were missing um, in my life because we didn't camp as much and we didn't, and I didn't do a lot of that stuff. So I, I started getting back into it and I've always had a fascination with off-road vehicles. And so I wanted to kind of join those two things together but I didn't know I didn't know it was called overlanding like I didn't know that was something a term that even existed until I got my vehicle and I started looking at buying you know a tent and kind of going out and I started looking at hiking stuff and I basically would google jeep off-road camping and that's kind of how I found what overlanding was like, I didn't really understand what it was. And, and one of the things that, that popped up whenever I started really looking for at overlanding was Expedition Overland. And, and I know a lot of us, that's probably um, the first time that we've heard the term or that we saw it in such a big, grand kind of thing. Um, and I love what they do. That's you know highly produced. They're very talented at what they do. Um, but for me, I just wanted to be able to go out on the trails and go camping. And I didn't have all of the stuff. I didn't have, you know, the, the, the cameras and the, the different things to, to totally document. Or I didn't, have, I didn't have what they use in Expedition Overland. Let's, let's, let's get that out there. I've always had cameras. You always have your phone that can do video. And so I kind of understood that. And as I started going out and doing some camping... My daughter wasn't always with me, so I wanted to take, I wanted to take video of that, so that for one, I could show her whenever I got home, like, hey, this is what I did, this is where I went, how much fun does this look like, and hoping that would get her excited about it, and then her really excited about the next time that she got to go with me, and also to show her that dad does some really kick-ass stuff. I mean, I've said that more than once, that, that that's kind of what my goal was when I first started, was to be able to show my daughter that dad did some kick-ass stuff, and that dad just didn't sit around 
um, at home doing nothing. Um, so that's kind of how I first got started in it. And then as I did a couple videos and, you know, had those and I thought, you know, maybe I want to share these with people. And if I'm going to do that, um, and I'd already watched several other creators that have made channels and different things like that. So I first started doing a Facebook page and I did the Facebook page and I titled it All Over Overland on purpose. I mean, that makes sense because I made up the title, but I didn't want it to just be a local group because I wanted to be able to travel in different places that I had never been to, maybe go to states that I hadn't been to, to you know, to camp and, and to do this kind of uh, recreation. So that's why I came up with that name. And I invited a few people from different parts of the country just to, to kind of like people that I was interested in finding out more about what they do. And then also my thought was to build this community to where if I was going to go to Colorado and I was going to go to like this certain part and this certain part and that certain part, I might have somebody I could call up or send a message to from the group and say, hey, I'm going to be kind of in your neck of, uh, neck of the woods. What's a place that I really, really need to make sure that I have on my list of once for this trip? Um, and also it may be like, hey, look, I know it's really hot here. You know, like what should I expect for the temperature there, you know, during the day and during the evening? So those kind of things so that I could kind of learn and then, and then possibly like, hey, do you want to go on this trip with me? You know, you have a weekend free. So that was really what I started the All Over Overland Facebook page for was to connect with people. And then it kind of, I'm not saying that it's huge. I mean, we're sitting at, I think, 2,500 members or something like that on the, on the Facebook page. So it's not crazy big, but it, there's still a lot of people on there. And now there's people not only from all over the United States, but I'm getting people from all over the world on here. And it's great to be able to see what they've done, connect with them, ask them questions. You know, what's it like, you know, what's it like overlanding in Russia? What's it like overlanding in Indonesia? What's it like overlanding in you know, Australia before I found all of the awesome, cool, you know, YouTube videos about it. Um, it's just been really fun to connect with people from all over the place. And then, you know, as I started doing my YouTube videos, it was, you know, just something I kind of did. I didn't really, I didn't really look at the analytics to see how many people were were watching and how many minutes watched and all of that kind of stuff. You know, monetizing was the last thing on my mind and I'm still not even there on my YouTube channel to monetize. I mean, we're sitting at 710, you know, um, subscribers. We've got a ton of watch minutes and everything like that. And, and I don't know that we just haven't converted them to subscribers or if I've just got people that have watched all my videos um, that are subscribers. So I don't really know how all that really, really works. But I did it to, to, to give information, to, to, you know, have another place that, you know, my daughter could look at, to, my family could look at, that my friends could look at to see what I was doing. And it was kind of fun. And then it didn't hit me until 
rendezvous uh, in the Ozarks, I guess two years ago, when I had some people walk up to me for the first time and tell me that they recognized me from my YouTube videos, which blew my mind because I didn't really, didn't really comprehend that people watched those things. You know, I know that I watched a lot of them, but that people watched them enough that they recognized me, you know, walking around. So that was really, really, really cool. And being in Oklahoma, you know, honestly makes making the YouTube videos a little more difficult because there's not as many, many places to go. So I'm not fortunate enough to be able to go out of my backyard every single day, weekend, I guess, and go to some epic place to film. You know, um, now there's places in Oklahoma and I do need to, I do have plans to explore more of Oklahoma. And so that may become a little bit more of reality in the future, but there weren't that, like I'd gone to the places that were the pull you in and, oh, this is really cool. Um, so then, then I started thinking about doing a, or a, a podcast. I like talking. I can talk about things. I can ask questions on the Facebook page and pull those answers and, you know, bring those, you know, kind of things to the podcast. I can call somebody that, you know, lives far away and interview them and, you know, talk to them about why they got into overlanding, what it is that they're currently doing. Let's talk about this trip that you made halfway around the world, you know, all of those things. And, and to be honest, that's kind of, that's kind of been my passion and focus lately. I haven't done very many videos, um, you know, in the last year, but I've done quite a few of these podcasts and I really, really enjoy the podcast. And I also like the fact that I can be in my car and listen to somebody's podcast. I don't have to worry about looking at the screen and I can just listen. And I really, really like that. And I've had a lot of fun doing this. And, you know, if I ever am able to monetize this someday, great. I would love to have this as a full-time job. Do not get me wrong. And I think most people would also. So I know that there's a lot of people listening when I say that go, oh, really? So would we. I'm in the same boat. Like I, the people that are able to monetize these things, I, I, I just, that's, I, I think they have to be living the life. Now I know from just my short time in doing this, this takes a lot of work. It takes a lot more work than I ever thought it would. And, um, it's not, I'm not saying that it's like super duper hard, but it does take a lot of work to, uh, coordinate whenever you're going to interview somebody especially if they live in the different part of the country or different part of the world, make sure you got your times right. Um, make sure that, uh, they're set up to where you can interview them and have good sound. You know, some of the things that I've run into with this, um, is if it's one person, if they put in their earbuds, you can usually hear them a lot better. Um, if it's two people and they're just using the, the, you know, the speaker setup on their phone, um, it's a little harder to hear them. Um, especially if they're not both right up to the, the phone itself, like when they're talking. So those are some challenges. We have started looking at a few other things. Um, Lee Odom has been um, so much help for me. And part of that is because he's been the one kind of pushing this Overland radio. And I say pushing. He's been the backbone of this Overland radio. He's the one that got it started. He's the one that came up with all the names. He's the one that creates the website right now. 
um, creates everything that, that's going on. He's going to be the one we're, we're working on an app for it. He's creating that. So he's doing all of this work, not getting paid for it. In fact, he's spending money to make this happen because he thinks it's a great idea. He doesn't necessarily, he, he's told me, I don't feel like I'm the guy to be on the radio, but I think this is a great idea and I think it's a need out there. And so he reached out to me about being on the radio for him. And I was like, I think it sounds great. Let's do it. So we've been working on that for probably at least a month and a half to two months. Now we've been live as of um, March 31st, um, three times. So we go live once a week. It's on Tuesday at seven o'clock Central Standard Time. And you can find that at www.overlandradio.com. But we've been live for the last three weeks and we've actually added Fletch with All Things Overland. He had his first show a week ago. He'll have his second show this Thursday. He goes Thursday, I think it's eight o'clock Central Standard Time. Um, We've got a couple other people that are are looking to join in. Um, Aaron with Artemis Hardware Overland is gonna have a show for his business um, and uh, and I think that's going to be on Thursdays. We're not exactly sure of the time um, and uh, and you know we'll, we're trying to make it to where everything will be consistent. That's the whole point. So you have these show times and this is when these shows should be every week. And we've got a few other people that we've reached out to and that reached out to us about doing shows. And you know and that takes a couple weeks to get everything rolling and we're super excited. Like I didn't expect any of that stuff to happen for at least six to eight months, at least, you know, so it blows my mind. You know, we started talking about the radio and then Lee calls me up and says, Hey, um, Brad with, um, open range overland trailers, like talk to us about like giving away, I say giving away, raffling off a trailer with the one overland.com um, umbrella that Lee has put together. And under that umbrella has um, the Overland Meetup page, um, has a couple of side businesses that he has, and then also has the Overland Radio page. So all of that's under one Overland. Everything's free. You can sign up to be on the Meetup page, or you can just go cruise the Meetup page. Obviously, when you sign up, there's more features available to you, but it doesn't cost you anything. Like, it doesn't cost you any money. And it's a great way to communicate and, and, and uh, to keep up with what's going on and talk to people, plan trips, you know, and all that kind of stuff. So Lee's got a Lee's got a passion about this that, and he's he's putting his money kind of where his mouth is, and he's like, hey, I want to build this and I want to build it for people. So that to me is amazing. And like I said, he's doing it. You know, he's not making any money. You know, someday we hope. We hope the radio does something enough to where it breaks even for him, um, and maybe and maybe supplies us the ability to go to um, some of the expos and some of the rendezvous and set up a, a booth there and have live shows at those events. Like that's our goal. And what's crazy is that's my goal for for the podcast. You know, they kind of both go hand in hand. So my ultimate goal for the podcast. And, I, and I, I realized this after I got started, after I realized I liked it so much. 
would be able to be able to travel to different places, different campsites, different companies, to meet up with different listeners, um, travelers in different areas, like at the campsites, at their businesses, you know, some quirky little place, and interview them in those different destin in those different spots, destinations, in those different places. To be a traveling podcast, to really go where everybody's at. And I think it would be a blast to do, for one, and I think it would give a lot of value to to you as a listener. Um, rather than just me sitting in the studio, you're hearing birds in the background. You're hearing like today the rattling of the truck as I'm driving because you know, I just kind of felt like I needed to do this podcast right now while I'm driving. You know, and I have the ability to do that. And you know, I'm able to see the road. I'm able to pay attention to everything. All I'm doing is just talking, talking into the air. Um, and I love that. Now it'll take me some work after I get done driving you know, and, and, and to edit it and to get it ready and set the bumpers and do the, the this and the that's to be able to put it on the podcast. So there's work even after the talking that happens. And I just really, really like this. And like the, to let you guys know, kind of, kind of what we do on the podcast right now is that we're using Zoom. I, we have found that Zoom works really, really well to be able to um, do interviews with. So that's, you know, it used to be I just did FaceTime or, you know, I called them on my phone and I still do some of that, but we're going to implement Zoom a lot more in the interviews. Um, and that seems to work pretty well. I've been really happy with it. And what's cool is that I can send to your phone number an invite to Zoom and you can pull it up on, you know, um, the internet on your phone and you don't really, really have to sign up. It'll ask your name, but it'll have, you know, we'll send you a, a passcode to be able to join the meeting. And then bang, you're in the meeting. You're talking to us. Um, so it's really been pretty cool, and I appreciate Lee for all the hard work and all the knowledge that he has in making some of those things happen. Um, couldn't do any of that without him. And it's just exciting what's happening you know, right now, even with everything going on, it's just exciting to see what's happening with the podcast and with the radio. You know, um, let's see. In in February fourteenth, I was at just under a thousand listens, and that was you know probably oh, if I'm thinking off the top of my head, at least four, maybe five months worth of work, and not very consistent. You know, it was just kind of very sporadic. And, um, and I knew that I needed to be consistent and that consistency was the only way to grow. Well, since February 14th, I've been way more consistent as far as having um, uh, at least one a week um, on the podcast. And, um, and I think the big tipping point was being able to do so many kind of live, quote unquote, broadcasts from the uh, More Expo that you guys, I think, felt like you were getting real-time information, and you were. I was recording it and then putting it on the podcast within five minutes. Within five minutes of recording it, walking around, I had it on the podcast. So it was pretty much real-time. It was almost like being live, and that's another thing that we got about, excited about the uh, the radio side of it, because that will be live. I mean... 
we'll be able to go live as people walk by. You know, I'll be able to sit there at my booth and, you know, and talk to you guys and go, oh my gosh, Clay Croft just walked by. Um, oh my gosh, Chris from Venture Forward just walked by. You know, um, all of the people that, that we all know. And then to be able to interview possibly those people and then some people that we don't know that have maybe even a more interesting story. You know, like how they got into it, how they started it. That's kind of some of the stuff that I really love. And uh, it's just like I, we interviewed Enrique on um, the uh, on the, the radio show. It was amazing. Had a blast. And just had so much fun. And learned so much about what he what he what he went through, what he did, and to hear and to hear the excitement in his voice when he talked about some of the places that he went to, like when in in the the radio show, and it'll be a podcast that that we'll have on here as well. But in the radio show, you know, he was talking about um, one of the places that he went to to see the Rainbow Mountain, and he uh, he was walking up through the the trails with his wife. And these, this herd of llama came through and just walked in between them and got all into them, you know, as they were passing through. And he said that was such a wonderful goosebump moment that he thinks back on right now and still has goosebumps. So those are the kind of stories that I'm wanting to bring to you. Those, that's why I'm doing the podcast. You know, I want to get people on there, ask them a, qu- a couple of questions, sit back and just listen to them tell their story. Because I think we all, no matter if we do a long trip, a short trip, if it's something we do once a year, if it's something we're able to do once a month, if it's something we can do once a weekend, we all have a story somewhere about why we do this, how we got it started in this, why we picked the vehicle that we're in, why we picked the tent configuration that we have. There's so many different options out there and no option is wrong, except for anything Lee does. Everything Lee does is wrong for some reason. I don't really understand it, but if you listen to the radio show, you'll know exactly what I mean. I'm always on him about it. And, but, but it's fun to hear the stories that you guys have. And I've called people to do interviews and they're like, man, I'm not famous. And I'm like, I don't care. I, that's not what I'm looking for. I'm looking for your story. Doesn't have to be a famous story. Doesn't have to be, you know, a story that we're going to make these huge, unbelievable, you know, documentaries of some, you know, crazy, you know, overland trip out of. It may be just that, you know, the reason why I do it is because my grandpa gave me a knife. And he gave me that knife and he said, carve out your adventure. That's why someone might do this, you know, and, and maybe that inspires somebody that's listening to give their grandson or granddaughter a knife and say the same thing. Like we're trying to get away from the distractions and the lies that the world tells us and to go where it's simple and to go where it's quiet and to go where we can think. And to go where we can actually have conversations with people. You can have a totally different conversation 
with somebody at a campfire than you have sitting around the dinner table. There's just something about it that makes that conversation different, more meaningful, more deep, more whatever you want to call it. There's something about a conversation around a campfire that is just different. And if you haven't experienced it, if you haven't sat around the campfire and talked to somebody, you have no idea what I'm talking about. But if you have sat around a campfire with a beer and a couple of good friends, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Like, you know, like that's part of why we do this. You know, I know that it's about overlanding, quote unquote overlanding, is about the journey and not necessarily 100% about the destination. It's about all of it. Like, it's all of it. And I think that's more the point. I think we get so so distracted with, with what we've seen this overlanding definition be that it's about the journey, not so much about the destination. Heck, the reason why I'm on this trip is because I wanted to get to that place. But I'm not in a hurry to get there is the point. I want to enjoy that just as much as I enjoy the destination. I don't think one's more than the other. I think they are, they're all together. And part of that all together is eating at the destination, is the campfire at the destination, is the good night's sleep at the destination, is waking up to the crisp, cool air. It's the breakfast that you make. It's the coffee that you enjoy. It's the smells. It's everything. I wish people would stop trying to pinhole it into one thing. It's everything. It's everything from when you start with the idea of the trip till you tell the story to your best friend about it. It's everything. It's buying this gear. It's not buying that gear. It's, it's doing this trip with a minimal amount of stuff. It's doing this as, as comfortable as I could ever be. That's what it is. That's why we're doing this. That's why I'm doing this. That's why I'm so passionate about this. I'm getting goosebumps right now just telling you guys what I feel and what I think about it. I don't know if it'll inspire you to do more or to maybe do your own podcast or to tell more stories about this, but man, I hope it does. I really do. I hope that the stories you hear from the people that I interview inspire you. That you learn something from it. That you you go, oh my gosh, I've been using this mapping system. This just happened. I've been using Gaia all the time when I go out. Why well, I, I interviewed a guy and he said, have you heard of Maps Me? No. And he goes, well, it, it's pretty cool. And it's free. And it's you can download it so that you don't have to be online to use it. What? What are you talking about? So I'm going to start looking into that. I'm not one of those that's so brand loyal to one thing that I can't see what's good about something else or, or be willing to try it. You know, I mean, I want to learn more. I want to explore not just the area, but maybe some of the gear that's out there to explore some of the ideas that people have, to 
explore the reason why people do this to all of it. All of it. Anyway, I'm getting fired up and, and I'm getting excited about it. And I can't wait till this virus thing is passed and we can go out. Today I had I had kind of one of those moments as I was daydreaming about camping and being out there. And I thought, you know, with fewer people out camping right now, with fewer people out, probably fewer people out hunting, my first thought was, man, animal control is going to be insane because the, the animal population could just boom because there's not near as many, I'm not saying there's no hunters, but there's not probably near as many hunters out hunting. There's not near as many people out at a campsite. So these animals that have stayed away from our camp areas are going to now come creeping into these campsites. They're going to they're going to build little homes in places. So I would as we get back out there, please do not dis- disturb nature. You know, please don't don't ruin someone's home. You know, and don't don't be so so destructive that you run them back out. Because I am looking forward to getting back out there and sitting at a campsite and that I've always sat at and seeing an animal that I haven't seen walk by walk by. Because you know it's been a while since people have been to that spot. I think that that's going to be interesting. I think it's going to be, and it was something I just thought of today, and I hadn't really thought about it, but, you know, nature's going to start taking over, taking back over some of the places that we go to. And so as we go back to these places that we love, as we go back down and explore the roads that we haven't been down or the roads we haven't been down in forever, just remember, not very many people have been down these lately. So keep your eyes open. Because there may be there may be more nature out there than we've ever seen when we get back to going out and doing our overlanding trips. Like it gives me goosebumps all over again thinking about the number of animals that we may encounter. We may get to photograph, we may get to tell stories about that came through our campsite or was walking, you know, across the road or down the road that we were exploring that day. Gosh. I think it's going to be amazing. I really do. So I do think that in this dark time, there's going to be some good from it. You know, some of the things that we've done to injure nature might fix itself a little bit because we're gone. And if that's the case, if that's really what happens, then we need to doubly make sure that we don't destroy it. I'm not one of those that says, oh, well, it fixed itself. Don't go back out there. No. No. Go out there. Enjoy it. Go see it. Go go smell it. Go feel it in the air. But let's let's do our best to not destroy it. And I and I think that as as overall, as overlanders, that's kind of our mentality. You know, I mean, are there some people that that probably destroy it and don't fix it yeah that's going to happen but as that happens we need to do our best to go in behind them and clean up the trash so I really appreciate you guys 
you know, sticking with the with the channel, with the with the podcast, and and listening it, listening to it, and sharing it to your friends, and you know, whatever whatever platform it is that you're listening to us on, go ahead and subscribe to that. And if you can, send me a message. If you can't send me a message on that platform, then you can always find me on the Facebook page, All Over Overland on Facebook. Send me a message, private message, or tell me about your trips. Tell me about your experience. That's what our pod, or that's what our Facebook page is about. It's for you guys to be able to share trips, experiences, your own ideas on gear, your own ideas on what Overland means to you. Um, I'll ask questions every once in a while. Please, you know, feel free to comment um, and tell me what you think. Well, everybody out there, I know that we're going to have a rough couple weeks coming up in in the United States with the pandemic that's going on. Um, The numbers are looking bleak. Um, So stay safe. Wash your hands. Stay away from people. You know, resist the urge to go to um, places that you don't need to be. Um, Just kind of stay home. I know it sucks. I know it's boring. I know it's no good. The only reason why I'm on the road is because I'm forced to, basically. So, be safe. Everybody, just remember, here pretty soon, we will all get to go all over. Thank you.